This episode of The Taylor Stevens Show is brought to you by listeners, readers, and patrons. If you'd like to learn how to support this podcast, please visit www.patreon.com slash taylorstevens. winning author of kick-ass international thrillers and this is the taylor stevens show with my good friend steve campbell where we are kicking writing in the butt one word taylor in last week's episode we sort of left people with a little bit of a cliffhanger you mentioned that you would that you would have gone to the doctor and you would get these results these like time-based results and you would know the answer by the time the podcast came out and as I was editing the podcast, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we have a we have a cliffhanger in our podcast here. <laughs> so what happened? Did you go? OK, I just want to clarify. I was hoping I would have answers. Um, I didn't know for sure that I would. And yes, I did get them. And I I was right. I I self-diagnosed correctly. Woo, yay me. Um, but this is just the first step of the journey. Um, there's so much more that comes from this. It's a very complex, uh, hard to treat issue that has to be very individualized. So um, I'm probably going to end up doing a lot of my own uh, healing, I guess you could say. I do hope to be able to see a specialist and Dallas does have one of the top specialists in the country for it, but it's really hard to get in to see them. And um, they they have to look over all the data from the testing to see the diagnostics to see if I qualify for their, I guess, uh, definition of what range they're willing to look at and treat. But I was really worried that the test was going to make me sick. And it was this thing of, well, it's either going to make me sick and that's good, or it's not going to make me sick and that's bad, but either way, it's going to suck. Um, but I kind of ended up with the best <laughs> of both worlds because uh, I really didn't know how I was going to respond to this. I, I, I kind of suspected, but you know, it's just different when you're in a clinical environment. And my body tripped all the bells and whistles within like the first minute and a half. And they still had to proceed a little bit longer than that. But within a minute and a half, the diagnosis was there. And they just needed more data to, to confirm because that's the requirement that there's a, a minimum involved. But um, so they didn't make me do the whole thing. As soon as we reached the, the minimum amount necessary, they, they stopped it. And they were like, okay, you're good. You know, we're done. We have everything that we need. And the doctor was like, yeah, you had a profound response. So there's no question whatsoever about your diagnosis. So that was a little bit of a relief. But the doctor also didn't specialize in this thing. He's just capable of diagnosing it and doing the tests and recognizing it. But so now, you know, now comes the whole rest of my life. But it was it was good. It was a relief <laughs> to have that. And um and now the nightmare that still having to deal with medical stuff, but I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for how it went. And I'm still like just nose deep 
in this stuff. And as long as I'm trying to work on healing myself and getting my brain back and getting my body doing what it's supposed to do, uh, I don't have that much mental energy or attention towards even my own writing, much less putting together stuff for this show. So our episodes might be a little sparse for the next, you know, immediate future. They're not going to be these really in-depth tutorials like we've done in the past. And you've probably noticed they've kind of been not as substantial over the last couple of months. And that's why. And it's probably going to continue that way. But I'm trying, guys. So bear with me. And we do have stuff to discuss. It's just it's not brilliant. <laughs> not, not like I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm brilliant, but I do know that we do offer a lot of value on on these uh, episodes because I hear from readers who uh, listeners who write me directly telling me how much the material has helped them. So I know that in general, this show has a lot to offer. But right now, not as much. So just bear with me on that. We'll eventually get back into our stride. But in the meantime, I am getting better, or at least that, that's the plan. And when Taylor and I were talking about this before we started recording, it was something that was really funny that, that Taylor said. And she's, she's talking with the doctor after, after the test is over, and the, the doctor starts to explain to her what his diagnosis is. And he says, do you know anything about this? <laughs> I just cracked up laughing. Taylor, I'm like, yeah. And he asked Taylor that. He's like, yeah, I probably, you didn't say this, but you're probably thinking, yeah, I probably know more than you do. I wouldn't. Did oh you think God, that? You know, I didn't think it, but I do, <laughs> I do think that I know more about it maybe than 95%. Uh, I, a lot of doctors don't even know about it. They, they, it's just so not on anybody's radar that it's really, really hard to find somebody to give you an accurate diagnosis. So I feel so grateful that my path to a diagnosis was so short. But I also believe that one of the reasons it was so short is because I am so knowledgeable now <laughs> about what is actually going on in my body. But yeah, he was like, do you know anything about this? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, what do you know? And I was like, well, I mean, you know, since you know, we last spoke, I, I've pretty much been researching it nonstop every, every minute that I have. And he goes, so, okay, you understand what you need to do in order to help yourself. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, tell me, what are you doing? And I just started rattling off all the different things that I've been changing and, and accommodating in order to help, you know, increase the blood flow to my brain and, um, to, to stop, to, to, minimize how often my symptoms are triggered. And he's like, okay, okay. Yeah. You, you, you know what you're doing. And, um, he did not want to, it's, it's very difficult to medicate, um, because it's highly individualized and that's where you need the specialist to know what specific type of medication might work for you. And of course I'm so special that I have the <laughs> responses that are the most difficult to treat. So I am kind of on my own in terms of figuring out what works for me. And if I can see this top specialist, I might be able to get some help in addition to. 
but I do feel that I have understood most. There's still some aspects of it that are are complicated to me that I don't fully understand that I will have to go back to several more times until I can grasp inside my head exactly what's going on with the different system functions and blah. but anyway most of it I do understand and from that I've been sort of able to build my own what is it treatment plan I guess you could say that doesn't rely on medication which is fine because their medication is not the first line of defense for a lot of this because it is so difficult to treat with medication. So, you know, it deals with getting the proper level of nutrients into my body and, and you know, changing the way I interact with the world, basically, in terms of what I do, when I do it, how I do it. And it, it's, been, it's been making a difference for sure. And I am writing about it all. It is all going into this document that I'm building that of the story of me, I guess, and how I figured this out, how I think it all ties together, and how I think I need what I think I need to do to fix myself. And I'm sure that it will probably be really helpful to a number of people along the way because it touches everything. It, you know, it's it's just multi-systemic. It, it's not like, oh, just this one part of your body isn't working. It's everything is broken. And so, yeah, it's it's been interesting uh, writing about it because it is that the writing process itself is what has forced me to research so deeply to be able to explain to someone else. I have to be able to explain it to myself. And it has been uh, very uh, intense learning journey but i i do believe that from it i'm going to come out the other side as i as i i'm benjamining buttoning my way through life at this point like i am (laughs) better now than i was 15 years ago and by the time i get through with this at the age when all my peers of their bodies are starting to fall apart and they're like on the downward slope, I'm like, yep, up I go. (laughs) I might not look it on the outside, but I feel it on the inside. (laughs) So, yeah. All right. One one more uh, recap from last week's episode. Last week, before we got to talking about medical issues, we talked a little bit about AI audio. And Taylor, you did not hear where I kind of slipped a little clip of my own in there that was no. AI generated. Uh, it's pretty short. This, you haven't heard it, but I did send you uh, a clip that uh, that I had put together for something else. It was uh, an AI narrator reading something. I'd be curious to get your thoughts on what you heard. I was just, I was, I was like, I swore. I was like, this is pretty bleeping impressive. Like. I am truly, truly impressed. And uh, there were times where like in the, it was like a two and a half minute clip I listened to that there was tension in the scene. And, you know, just as a real life narrator would start speeding up and slowing down, the intonation was just amazing, hitting the right words 
in each sentence, the ones that you'd want to emphasize, the the voice pitch raising and lowering. It, I was like, if you hadn't told me, or if I hadn't known that it was AI, I, it really honestly could have passed as a human reading that. Maybe not as pitch perfect as an actual voice narrator, but close enough that someone who doesn't listen to a lot of audiobooks wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. Someone like me. Yeah, and I, I do listen to a lot of audiobooks. And I, just to be 100% clear, I, I didn't say this last week, but I think longtime listeners will know this. I love audiobooks. I love narrators. I love what they do. I have a great appreciation for what they do. But there are a lot of books that wouldn't earn enough through audio sales to support going through the process of producing a traditional audiobook. Yeah, not, not enough sales this, to justify the expense, right? Yes, yes. So an audio partner would, would not want to license the content because they would just know we're not, go, we're not going to sell enough copies to get our money back. Um, and if, if uh, an indie were doing it and it's like, well, do I want to spend the $4,000 to do the audio book? Probably won't make the money back. Um, you know, there are other options coming down the pike really quickly now. Um, so if, if you have uh, some backlist that hasn't gone to audio, uh, th there might be a way for you to do it uh, far less expensively using some of these tech, well, not te technologies that are just advancing at an incredible speed. It's just, it's astonishing to me. All right. Now, with that being said, uh, we did get some feedback on the on the show a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about story bibles. So Taylor, do you want to hit us with that? Yeah. So um two comments from within the fan club Facebook group. I said that right. Facebook fan club group. Um the first is from Sam and he said that one solution he's heard of was making a D&D style character sheet says another author I follow says that when he creates a new character, he makes them character sheet, which includes height, weight, eye color, strength, agility, and weaknesses, etc. Strengths and weaknesses, etc. And it seems like it would be useful for other things as well, not just, you know, story Bibles, but he hasn't done it or tried it himself. So I thought, you know, I don't play D&D, but I totally get the concept of making a character sheet in that way. And I thought that was pretty clever. And then now, Taylor, just to be clear, some of our, some of our listeners might not know what that is. I'm not oh. saying that I don't know what it is, <laughs> but some of our listeners <laughs> might not know what that is. So could so, you help uh, both them and me out? Here's where I get really nervous. I'm like, Oh crap. What if I'm wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but I understand it to be Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> okay, is... that's what I thought. But okay. I didn't know that there were like character sheets for that. So well, I, I thought, I, maybe I'm I, wrong about that. I've never played. But from what I understand, each game like has the the dungeon master, the story master, who builds, who creates all the rules of that world. But there's like books and books and books that you draw on for all the implications and the rules and things that you use to set up the game. And then each character in the game, as you get 
before you start playing, each character has to be developed. They get given specific traits and um, the way that they respond to the rolls of the dice. If you roll a dice this way for this particular character, it's going to mean X, Y, Z and whatever. And again, I have not played. Uh, My kids have played. And from them, I've learned little bits and pieces. But I I could have botched that whole thing. So if you are big into D&D and you just heard me say that and you're just groaning, I apologize. <laughs> I'm doing my best here. <laughs> okay. And, so, but, but it sounds fascinating. The whole idea of if, if you're rolling the dice and if there are all of these different ways that a character could respond and there's a character sheet that has all this information, that's a lot of information that you have on a character before you yes. start writing a story or yeah. as, as you're writing the story and you're cataloging all of this, that's a lot. It is. That, that uh, seems it's like very, it would be really useful. Yes. The game itself is very highly involved. And um, it, I personally think that some games as they play would make excellent, absolutely excellent stories for novels like they could be novelized with a bit of tweaking and you know imagination and whatnot make great fantasy novels and and i have i i highly suspect that there are books out there that have been written based (laughs) on uh games that have been played but no two games are ever going to be the same it's 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 dynamic based on the parameters that are set out at the beginning and it's like it's it's like you're creating your choose your own adventure fantasy story that you're living as you go, you know. So um, if I had the time, I would probably love playing, but I, I don't. Anyway, this next comment is from also from the Facebook group, and it's from Dan Stout, who is the author of the Carter Archives series, which I have not read. But I'm always flattered whenever an author decides to join the group and is uh, uh, contributes to this show. So here's what Dan has to say. This is how he deals with series Bible issues. He says, to keep series details straight, I created a Scrivener file that I call the Word Bible, World Bible. I like this format because it's easy to pop open when working on a novel. And it allows for hyperlinks and media files, letting it serve as a kind of simplistic wiki. I also use Aeon Timeline. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but it's A-E-O-N. Aeon Timeline for world history and the events surrounding individual books' core mystery. Now that, I think, is brilliant. Um, like I've said in previously, I, I don't personally use a lot of... Um, detail in terms of describing my characters, all of that. So something that goes into their height and their weight and their, you know, that would not be helpful to me. But the world history and what's going on in the events surrounding each mystery, that I could definitely see as being useful. So Aeon syncs with Scrivener, making life a little easier. For me, all of this is a document created simultaneously with the drafting process. As I lock things into place in the manuscripts, it gets added to the world Bible slash timeline. Also, just brilliant. That's like a level of organization I can only dream of attaining. 
He continues, my copy editor delivers a style guide with spellings for proper nouns, etc. And I use that to double check everything since it's not like my spelling skills improve when filling in the world Bible. And I, I think that's great. The style guides that come from copy editors, if you're fortunate enough to have one, um, they're very helpful in keeping track of stuff. The, the style guides that I receive from my copy editors also include like, what's the first page that a character shows up on? And just details that can be very helpful when you're trying to locate information. So to include all of that into a story Bible as Dan here has the way he constructs it is it's just a very uh, high level of organization that doesn't require building out your own. Not, I'm not I'm not bashing the previous comment at all. It's just that's where my mind is going to make your own Dungeons and Dragons game or or whatever you call it. It's not a game of your play. Um, if you if you just want to to keep with the the actual facts, the details and the timelines and stuff, this is just I, I don't know. I think Dan has just the perfect way. At least it would be helpful to me. So again, that was Dan Stout, and he is the author of the Carter Archive series. I always uh, want to encourage our listeners to go check out the books of authors who contribute to this show. Publishing is a brutal industry. It's very hard to get uh, exposure for your work. And I feel like the least I can do is give a shout out to those who contribute here. So just give his books a look-see. They might be right up your alley. And that's what we have. And I, as, as you were talking, I, I, I did look um, the Carter archives up. And let me just say, I love the covers of, of these books. They are uh, really well done. And it looks like looks like it would be a fun series. That's awesome. With all of this talking, and I realize we are now having another chit chat show. And again, I apologize, guys, but you're just going to have to bear with us. Um, there's not a lot to offer in terms of actual kicking writing in the butt uh, advice, but I do have some thoughts on dialogue that I'm going to use for the next episode and we will see if that gets us more than 10 minutes of actual educational value. But in the meantime, I just wanted to thank you for being here. Thank you for being a listener, sticking with us and I'm looking forward to being in your ear again next week.